Engage for Success Radio, raising the profile of employee engagement and shining a light on good practice for people who believe there's a better way to work. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to show number 329. Um, We're going to be talking about smarter working and how that can have a really positive impact on employee engagement. Um, Really exciting, actually. It's our first my first uh, Engage for Success radio show of the decade, Um, not our first of the decade, my co-host Joe Dodds had the privilege of doing that with me last week, Uh, but this is my first one, so I suppose I'm still allowed to wish everyone a happy new year uh, to our listeners and a happy new year to this week's guests, Uh, and they are Charlotte Cherry and Alex Ainsley. Welcome to the show, Charlotte and Alex. Hi. Thanks, Joe. Good to have you with us. And interestingly, Charlotte and Alex are both directors of talent and culture at Quilter, uh, Quilter PLC. And they're going to be talking over the next half hour with me about how they have approached the whole role of job sharing and flexible working. And not only the impact that that's had on their personal engagement with, with their professions, but also the impact for their employers as well. So, you know, a really interesting subject and one that I think is only going to become increasingly um, mainstream um, in in the years ahead, I would have thought, wouldn't you, Charlotte? Yeah, absolutely. I think it's, um, you know, we've certainly found over the seven seven years that we've been job sharing just how how impactful it, it has been both for us personally in being able to achieve and strive some more balance um, in our in our professional and our personal lives, but also how it's um, been a really powerful engagement lever for us in, yeah. in our professional lives too. Um, Great. So, so we're yeah, going to explore that um, a, a little bit more in the next sort of half hour. But before we do that, I wonder if I could just ask each of you just to give us a little potted biog um, on uh, on yourselves professionally, because you obviously haven't been joined at the hip professionally since day one I imagine um, so can we can we start Alex uh, Alex Ainsley first can you just give us a little bit of an overview as to as to your background yeah sure thank you so um I guess first thing to say I'm uh, married uh, married to Adrian who's a teacher and we both live in the southwest we live near Bristol and actually mm-hmm. I've always operated the career um from uh, around the west country although I don't originally hail from the west I'm originally from Oxfordshire uh, so Mm -hmm. I haven't gone too far Um, I've got two two kids who are now 17 and 14 and I guess at the time that I started job sharing they were very much younger they were um, uh, 11 and and, and 9 but um, you know for different reasons and we might well come on to that Uh, it was a great point in their childhood for me to start working part-time I guess from Mm. a career perspective my career spans 20 years plus now um, mm-hmm. always been in HR um, mm-hmm. my main focus in that time has been working I guess as a generalist a, a business partner an HR business partner working with business leaders on uh, their people plans and supporting them with their people agenda uh, but mm-hmm. I have always done uh, to kind of complement the generalist uh, background stints in uh, talent and organizational development or organizational effectiveness uh, mm-hmm. And that's really complemented the generalist career and it's, it's something of a passion for me today. Um, yes. And I, I guess I take the talent discipline into my generalist work um, mm-hmm. and I, I guess culminating in my role today with Quilter where I am uh, specialising in, in the arena of talent and talent development um, yes. and, and culture today. 
Okay, and and Quilter, um, for those, I mean, I, I know who Quilter are um, because I know you, but for our listeners who maybe don't, they're, they're in financial services, aren't they? Yes, so we're a very large financial advice uh, provider in the UK now, um, mm-hmm. and um, we uh, support across the whole value chain, actually, of, of, of financial advice and investment management. It's a company that uh, formed uh, in 2018, actually, so it um, came uh, was born out of the old Mutual Wealth Group uh, and listed mm-hmm. as Quilter PLC, bringing together five businesses uh, under the under that net company name uh, in June of, of 20, 2019. Right. So, uh, right. yeah. So a big, a big culture job to do when you're bringing five, five organisations together <laughs> then, for sure. Okay. Absolutely. So perhaps, perhaps more of that. No wonder they need two of you to do it. Maybe that's the reason. But. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Charlotte, perhaps you could just give us a little bit of a, a, a introduction to yourself professionally as well. Yeah. Yeah, sure. So um, actually very, very similar professional back- background as Alex, so I can probably um, keep keep this one brief. Um, <laughs> so outside of work, um, married, two children, a bit, bit younger than Alex's, so uh, I'm, I'm learning from all of her mistakes as her kids are, are growing <laughs> up. Um, but uh, equally live in, in the southwest. Um, okay. Yeah, HR career, 20 plus years, pr- practitioner, HR practitioner by, by trade with this sort of interest um, and focus around talent and leadership development. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, lovely. So um, we'll, we'll talk a little bit um, uh, a few, about a few pointers and a few milestones along the way, because I know you, you joined Quilter in this joint job role in October 2018. Um, but also, yeah. I know the year before that, um, you were recognised in the in the TimeWise Top 50 Power Part-Timers list uh, for the work that you had done for Lloyd's Banking Group, um, and that mm-hmm. was a that was a joint role as well, wasn't it? So, um, yeah. I wonder whether um, Charlotte, you can perhaps just tell our listeners how how did it initially come about that you found yourselves working in this job share role? Yeah. So, so we both, um, Alex and I, are, are, our background and a very um, significant chunk of our careers individually was spent with uh, GE, General Electric um, organization mm-hmm. within the G Capital business. And mm-hmm. it was actually on the um, return from my second maternity leave. So um, my youngest is seven, so um, sort of seven, mm-hmm. seven years ago that we, um, I think both had reached a point um, where having worked actually a range of arrangements from full-time, compressed weeks, part-time, um, felt that we both were needing something um, a little bit different um, and certainly mm. being able to be more present at, at home. So it was actually on, on the return from um, from um, my maternity leave that the, the job share was um, introduced as an idea. And to be honest, to this day, we can't quite recall whether it was Alex and I or our uh, mutual boss at the time uh, that suggested it. But it it, um, oh. it sort of organically uh, evolved, and um, and that was yet yeah, seven seven years ago. Um, right. And yeah, certainly born out of the desire to continue to be professionally challenging and stretched and developing, mm-hmm. but also spending some some time with our families too. Mm, mm, absolutely. And do you? And what what's the sort of logistics of it i mean do you do you sort of do alternate days or, or does it has it differed from from organizations so yeah. you're talking about ge you've done lloyd you're now at quilter um yeah. does it always follow a similar model alex yeah so um 
I guess we we have fallen into a pattern over those seven years that we've pretty much stayed with, actually, Uh, I guess, a a tried and tested formula, perhaps. Um, Mm -hmm. So we we both work three days. um, And I guess that's a really important feature to the way we work. It enables us to overlap on a a day together, which Mm -hmm. feels pretty important to the way that we might manage a handover process or spend time on our team or time on our own uh, agenda. So mm-hmm. we uh, tend to uh, use that overlap day as a, a Wednesday. Charlotte works the first half of the week, um, mm-hmm. probably originally driven because of her nursery arrangements, but we've always <laughs> stayed in <laughs> stayed in that pattern. So she does Monday, Tuesdays and Wednesdays. I join her on a Wednesday and then uh, complete the end of the week. So Thursday and mm-hmm. Friday um, mm-hmm. and sort of, that, as I say, that feels like a, an important feature to have that uh, 60% schedule each. Um, mm. Yeah. Okay. And, and tell me, does, um, does that um, mean that there are things that only you do, Charlotte, and things that only Alex does? Or do you both equally work on everything, yeah. Charlotte? It, it, to, to be honest with you, it, yeah, it's... It's um it's varied over the course of the seven years that we that we've been job sharing depending uh-huh. on the nature of the roles and kind of needs of the organisation. Um, mm. So uh, particularly when we have been doing more generalist business partnering roles where things tend to be a little bit less known and planned and what what pops up on a Tuesday pops up on a Tuesday whether you want it to or not tends to mm. have meant that we've jointly shared those aspects of the role completely um, yes. and therefore made sure that the handover was sufficiently done during the week to enable one or the other to pick, pick up um, where that has got to. Um, there's mm. also been other components and other points in that, that time frame where it's lended itself much more to sort of strategic projects that one or the other person can, can take the lead on. Um, mm. I think there's always been a degree of... Um, knowledge from the other person to be able to pick up if and um, if the need arose um yeah but yeah it, it tends to tended to be role dependent organization dependent and we sort of flexed accordingly from delineating mm. elements to mm. completely owning um jointly owning uh, yeah. the agenda so um, in, in other that words, also goes it, sorry go on sorry go on. No, I was going to say, I was going to say that that also leads to you know how we manage our team when we've had kind of teams working for us um, being able to uh, jointly own the kind of the, the reporting line and the relationship with our team members too. Um, so it's worked so far. Yeah, <laughs> I, I mean it really is the ultimate in flexibility, then, isn't it? Because you're you're mm. flexible in a in a kind of contractual way in the in terms of the work that you when you work, but equally you're flexible about well, it's not a rigid plan that says you must do everything together or you must do everything separately some mm. things you do some things you don't it really does mm. depend upon the nature of the work that you're doing at any particular time and uh, yeah. that you know, it really is in it's perfectly flexible isn't it okay so GE seven years ago um kind of brave new world then and um and then you moved did you leave there and go to Lloyd's yeah Alex. yeah we did yeah and, and, yeah, and did you so. did you apply to you know were you were you did you apply as a pair to a to a, a single role or or how did that work? Yeah, 
Well, I guess when we started the job share in GE, the, the first year of the job share, the, the sort of excitement of the role very much was almost generated by trying to work it out as a job share pair uh, and working mm. in, in that new way. I guess mm. after about a year, we felt that we were making it work and, and proving that it could, could be done. Um, mm. Both realised simultaneously that uh, actually we were seeking to take the career on a stage um, and that had almost felt an inevitable uh, conclusion to where we both were and, and our, I guess our aspiration at that point. Mm. I think the the opportunity to take the career forwards in the construct of the job share was then an interesting conversation to be having with them um, with GE. Um, we actually made a, a, a cross business move so we went as Charlotte mentioned we were working in the capital business um, and in the course of starting to have the conversation about the next job and stepping up and on, we started uh, talking to one of the other businesses, GE Aviation, and in, that ended in us making an internal move to, to that business to support in a similar role, actually, um, mm. with, with them. So quite a significant move. And, and I guess for uh, felt sort of somewhat groundbreaking at the time because there were minimal job shares at a senior level within the company and certainly progressing as a job share pair wasn't very mm. common either. Um, mm. And in the course of exploring these career options at that time, we had had a couple of external conversations more through our network. We realized that it was unlikely that you were going to find your next job through a, a traditional recruiter or headhunter route. Um, and that actually we were probably looking at um, the requirement to get far more network than we actually were at that time and to start to sort of leverage who we knew and start speaking to organisations that we knew were interested in smarter working or flexible working and had had a slightly more pioneering attitude towards inclusion and diversity. So mm, it was mm. in the course of that we started talking to some folks at Lloyd's Banking Group that were in our network. We had a right. coffee, very, very casual. Um, there was uh, an exchange of experiences around job sharing and supporting flexible working as HR folks, actually, more than a focus on Charlotte and I as people looking to build a career. And mm. it was about a year later, actually, that one of the individuals we'd met uh, at Lloyd's for a coffee rang us and said, um, I've got a great job and I thought of you two, I'd love you to speak to me about that role are you interested um right now it was a very big job um it was uh, would have represented a big step up for charlotte and i it came with a very big team it was the sort of uh i guess the executive role that we'd we'd dreamed of um mm -hmm. and uh, at the same time probably both felt relatively you know quite uh, reasonably anxious about uh taking that <laughs> taking that step but there's something about being a a pair the two of you that makes you sort of be a bit braver actually and a bit bolder and so whilst the role uh, seemed pretty pretty a pretty big step both in mm. terms of its size and scope but also leaving GE we love GE we've both yeah. grown our careers very formative time for us um so the prospect of leaving um felt far more tenable when it was in in partnership with Charlotte so mm. it was on that basis mm. we started having the conversation with Lloyd went through their executive hiring process uh, which was pretty full-on um, mm -hmm. and uh, found ourselves uh, being offered the role so we sort of looked at each other assessed the risk um, and made made that decision sort of we, we literally say we were, we held hands and jumped <laughs> um, <laughs> <a> deep breath <laughs> <laughs> deep breath and jumped. yeah 
so you could you could all you could really think that this, you wouldn't have really been in a position to go for that role had you not been yeah. this sort of powerful I, pair really yeah. I, I don't think I, I, I can I guess speak for myself you know I I don't feel I would have even entertained that job without uh, Charlotte uh, I knew mm-hmm. that I felt much more yeah powerful is a great word much more of a powerful proposition in my mm-hmm. job share than I would have felt as an individual and there there is that is one of the uh, interesting facts about job share and I, I guess we could come on and talk about some of the benefits both to mm. the individuals in the job share but also the organizations that they work mm. within um, mm. then this sort of confidence boost that it can give you uh, to take on something that perhaps you would otherwise not feel that you've got the ability or the confidence to do um, mm. it, it's quite an interesting feature that we certainly learned and observed and it's yes. pushed us, you know, it's yeah. certainly pushed us on and, and ma- meant that we've taken the career in a direction that perhaps we wouldn't otherwise have done. Um, mm. So we're, we're both very grateful for that. Absolutely. Well, that, that beautifully segues into my next question, which I'll, I'll ask you, Charlotte, which was really to say, um, let's look at the benefits of this. Um, and obviously, when you were at Lloyd's, you won the you won the you were recognised as, as power part timers list, and that was because of your performance and the contribution you'd made at Lloyd's. Mm. So, Charlotte, mm. I wonder, can you just paint a little bit of a picture for our listeners as to what's in it for the employer? Um, yeah. You know, uh, what what are they going to get out of this? Why why will this help them in terms of yeah. performance and and people engagement? Yeah. Yeah, I think if you um, reflect back on, or Alex and I reflect back on, um, what is a combined 40-plus years of uh, of, uh, HR professional career, um, Mm. there is no doubt lots that we collectively bring to the role that one individual wouldn't wouldn't do based on kind of single experience. So, Mm -hmm. um, and I think with that comes... uh, you know, diversity of thought so naturally when we are faced with a challenge and we're grappling with how best we might want to tackle that business problem or a particular challenge with a stakeholder then actually having somebody else to bounce that off means that in, undoubtedly we get to a stronger outcome um, yes. and I think you know our uh, outputs uh, reflect that not just the diversity of thought but the kind of capacity that you get from having two people working on working on something um, mm-hmm. so that there's you know there's obvious um, kind of productivity benefits of having uh, a 1.2 FTE but actually what you get from that is a significantly greater output in terms of both um, hours but also uh, a richer um, output and thought that's gone into um, into that particular piece of work um, yeah. you know there's lots of research that talks about um, the two Mondays effect um, and we certainly feel that you know I can go really kind of health 11 Monday through to Wednesday knowing that come Wednesday and come Alex to kind of pick, pick up the start of her working week um, so there's you know lots of research that talks about that kind of um, energy um, insertion mid- midway through the week um, definitely mm. also um, is is a is a kind of positive for, for the organization um, yes but also the you know and, and one of the um, topics I, I know you were keen to talk about is the sort of engagement and retention of, of your workforce you know by having mm. um, an organization that is uh, committed to 
smarter working, flexible working, you just get spades of return from an engaged workforce and engaged um, individuals who um, who work probably over and above um, many other colleagues um, because mm. of their you know, appreciation for what their organisation is, is supporting them with um, in terms of their sort of professional and personal life. Yes, but there's, yes. There's, there's definitely you know plenty of business, business benefits, but also then you know for me having somebody like Alex who I learn from every day, sort of this inbuilt coach and mentor that that you have, um, mm. who is invested in you, invested in the um the, the job share um and getting mm. value from that job share um means mm. that personally there's a huge sort of benefit too um not yeah. just because i get so it's on fridays with my family but also i get some some development and professional uh, support from yeah. having um, a partner like alex to work alongside it sounds excellent and, and what um well how would your teams how do your teams find it alex do they you know the, your direct reports i mean do they find mm. it they find it difficult to be to be you know to be frank it's difficult for them to know quite who's the you know who to who to who's the sort of um lead person to talk to or do they absolutely embrace it as well yeah i mean we've we've led a a couple of different teams now and and generally speaking i think teams obviously approach it probably with some interest and curiosity and slight trepidation is this going to be Mm. two uh very different styles some team members have commented um, on, you know, are we going to get two different sets of messages, etc. So mm-hmm. it, it definitely gets the team on their toes when you come in and start uh, leading a group. However, the feedback that we've had um, has been actually always very, very positive around the effect um, that the, the, the reality of working for two of us has, has, has sort of given. So I mm-hmm. guess from the team's perspective, they seem to enjoy the fact that they get different um, thoughts and different ideas and different a different relationship going with each of us. Uh, you know, we're, we're two distinct and individual people that bring different things to the table. So mm-hmm. actually that helps you reach across a very diverse group that is a team uh, and it yeah. also helps you build a very diverse group, that, which is important mm-hmm. for us at least mm-hmm. in, in our team. So they um, get the benefits of that diversity of the pair I, of you yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah. I and mean, we, we we keep a bit of a watching brief on, you know, when there are two of you, and as Charlotte described, that sort of energy that you can carry through the week, um, mm. and you do tend to be, particularly when you're getting across a big agenda and you're in a big job, you do tend to adopt a working practice, which is, right, when I'm in, I'm in, so Wednesday mm. to Friday, I am very full on, I'm sort of committed to um, my, my role, my agenda, um, but that I am equally being supported by two days when I am pursuing uh, other interests and sort of restoring mm-hmm. myself for my working week and Charlotte's doing the same. Um, so we're very mindful to make sure that when we take on a new team, we emphasize that we're not necessarily expecting uh, the team to work in that same way. It's a, <laughs> you have to sort of deploy the right practice for your, your work schedule. Yeah. Um, so if I'm responding um late at night I'm not sort of expecting that from teams and I know the team have appreciated us really setting that out early on um you you you're also very mindful it's not just with a a team actually it's with the broader organization and your your colleagues your peers but when there's two of you and you're very aligned because it's important that you you are um you can 
present quite a strong force into an organization and so you have to be really thoughtful about that the impact of that unit on on the team dynamics mm. in your peer group or uh, on the business dynamics of the business team that you might be working with so it's just something we've never had feedback to suggest it's been an issue it's just something we've realized we need to be thoughtful about we can't be too yeah. powerfully aligned we've got to yeah. be very sensitive to creating a collaborative dynamic with others mm. we'll often sit within uh, business meetings we'll sit separately and that's quite intentional uh, because yeah. we're not uh, you know a unit that not in, uh, that can't be penetrated you know we're yeah. there to to sort of get alongside and, and that's support. fascinating but, but clear, clearly clearly you've both got um enough emotional intelligence to understand yeah. that you needed to do that without anyone I, having mm-hmm. to tell you and it I think so, yeah. that's sensitivity doesn't it to understand yeah. the potential yeah uh, that, that, so um we've, we've got just over five minutes left um what i'd like to turn now if i may just to, just to ask for a little bit of advice really to people listening who um, and I guess there's kind of going to be two different types of people listening. There's going to be those people listening who are thinking, I'd like, I really like the idea of this. I'd love to do what Charlotte and Alex have done. How, how, did, how do I go about it? Um, but equally, um, and perhaps we can start with this, um, HR people listening, recruiters listening, um, who might be thinking, well, actually, that's an interesting approach. I can, I, I'm, I'm liking what I'm hearing about the benefits and the positive aspects of all of this. I'd, I'd like to try and introduce something like this in my own organisation. How, how can I go about it? So, uh, Charlotte, can we start with you, perhaps just, just giving a bit of a few pointers to HR people or recruiters who might be thinking that this is something they'd like to try and introduce? Uh, is there any kind of advice you can give them? Yeah, so I, I think, and and certainly our experience um, over the last seven years, and actually when we started the job share, we um, did a lot of ex- re- reading and research, and and I think you know my one reflection is I, I don't I strongly believe that I think there there aren't any roles in any organisation at any level that can't be done in some sort of job share arrangement, and having. Uh, paved a path through a few different organizations with different cultures i i firmly stand by that so i think it what it what it does require however is a degree of um open-mindedness by my managers so mm-hmm. um i think it would my advice to hr people or recruiters is to is to really be putting it out there and challenging leaders line managers around what why not um mm-hmm. and and i think all it takes is you know one or two examples of, of demonstrating it working for people to uh maybe um change their perspective or or, or form a different view uh, and certainly mm-hmm. that was the case in in lloyd's after after we had um, spent a little bit of time there and um were out positively promoting um, and as, as alex said kind of first senior job share and certainly first senior externally hired job share was um, we we saw a, kind of a number of job shares um, form in the time that we were there um, oh, and commented directly as a relation of seeing it working. Um, so yeah. I think um, really challenging organi- organizations and leaders to why, why can't this be done? Um, and mm. then it just needs a little bit of positive momentum um, and then lots of PR and profiling of, of those individuals <laughs> um, where they're created yeah. Um, yeah. to get momentum. 
That makes sense. And of course, they could use the link to this radio interview as one of their case yep. studies to get people to listen to about how fabulous it can be. So, <laughs> and, yeah, absolutely. Um, and 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 Alex, does it if, if changing it round then to being somebody listening who thinks they'd like to try and do this? Um, mm. How do they go about it? Do you need to find your pair? Do you need to find mm. your partner, or or what? How 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 might someone set out on this journey? Yeah, I mean, there are, there are different paths into the job share. And actually, we've met um, individuals who have started their job shares in a similar way to us. You know, they, you've either worked with colleagues or peers for, for a period of time. And so have a have an understanding of the person that they're looking to form the working relationship with, what, what their strengths are, what their working styles, um, their sort of underlying values and, and approach. So I think mm. that's that's all very important that you create a good solid understanding of your your partner in on those um those dimensions but it isn't just exclusively for people who have had the benefit of working uh with each other that can go and form successful job shares i mean we've spoken to people who have been paired together by their organizations we've Mm -hmm. talked to people who have um they, they operate a job share across the country, so they're not physically based together and actually didn't know each other before they were put into a, a job share. And it was through a joint application or applying to a role, which is advertised as um, open to flexible candidates, that mm-hmm. these two individuals were put to, together by their employer. Yeah. So um, I think all of this suggests it's good to get networked um it's good to uh, challenge your own thinking actually because I think often we convince ourselves it isn't it isn't possible I myself wasn't thinking ahead about I could make a job share work with Charlotte yet I worked with her and enjoyed working with her and the potential was always there but it wasn't Mm. until um, my boss suggested uh, given I was asking for a change in my my working pattern that it that it could be something to explore so I think Mm. we we can sometimes put our own blinkers on um Mm. I think getting getting networked is is very important um because there is this sort of secret source to a job share and Charlotte and I talk about the sort of values overlap that we have the way we communicate the honesty that we uh, can operate within um so it's important to get to know that partner but as Charlotte says, the, the boss is incredibly important too. So getting them yeah. to help you solve this um, is would be would be advice too. Excellent. We've run right out of time. We're right up against <laughs> it. I'm going to have to say thank you both, Charlotte, Alex. Thank you. It's been fascinating. Thank I you. Talk about this all night. I'm sure our listeners could listen to it all night. <laughs> so they need to get networked, and they need to get networked with you on LinkedIn, I guess, yeah, and have absolutely. a very open-minded <laughs> approach to this. So thank you both very much. Thank you everyone for listening. Um, it just remains to say goodbye. Uh, so thank you. Bye bye now. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. Thanks. Bye. Engage for Success Radio, raising the profile of employee engagement and shining a light on good practice for people who believe there's a better way to work.